Um, whose turn is it to make up our funny intro thing? I think it's my turn. Okay. what you got for us? Um, I'm going to do, um, I'm going to read a poem that I prepared for the intro. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Kevin, go ahead and start it off. Um, <laughs> there once was a man who had no plan, but then he found a fan and that's the end. Yeah. And that's the and. <laughs> that's perfect. Cool. That's a great yeah. intro. Yeah, I like it. Kevin, that's really good. You're a natural poet. Well, I was I prepared your your poem before you <laughs> Thank got you. on today. Yeah, it's po- it's poem Monday, ninth uh, it's the September Poem Monday. Edgar Allan Poem on Monday. Um, all right. Um, uh, welcome to Story Hole. Uh, it's Poem Monday. Uh, I'm Joey. I'm Kevin. I'm Roger. I will be leading today. So before we get started, I want to say that this was actually a reference. This is something that um, a friend of ours uh, slash listener told me to check out. Uh, so I wanted to say thank you to our friend Cherie. Hey. Thanks, Cherie. Hi, Cherie. Uh, and also I'm going to plug her a little bit because I think she's just a great person. So Cherie, I think that you're a lovely woman. I think that uh, I like that you're a hairstylist and that you work for Pulp Riot because you help other people learn how to make other people feel good. Yeah. I think that's that's great. So if anybody uh, uh, ever wants to uh, look great and or, and or learn how to make other people feel great, uh, stop by the Butterfly Salon in Encino and go say hi to Cherie. Yeah. I wish I could look great. You you can. <laughs> if you just go visit her, if you stop being lazy and just go see her. Um, actually, uh, Cherie cut my hair. The haircut I have right now is a Cherie haircut. So. And you look great. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Um, Joey, that was beautiful. I th- yeah. I thanks. Made me feel real shitty about my my well, poem. Do you, well, I mean, mine wasn't a poem. I'm, I'm just speaking from the heart, baby. I mean, that's um, what poems are, aren't they? <laughs> I guess so. Uh, well, anyway, uh, both Roger and I um, have Cherie to thank for making us feel beautiful. And if you want to feel beautiful, go see her. Yeah. I feel a bit uh, more beautiful just because I'm like hanging out with you guys, too. So thanks, Cherie. Yep. Yeah. So there, there we go. Uh, so today's story is about the mad trapper of Rat River. A.K.A. Albert Johnson. It's the longest manhunt in North American history. Holy shit. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I believe that because I've been on the hunt for a man my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on the run from men my whole life. <laughs> I've always wanted to see that movie, Joanna Man. <laughs> is that a Jumanji sequel? I don't know. Isn't there a movie, Joanna Man? Yeah, it's, I, believe I, it's, it's a, I believe it's in the Jumanji universe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Very good. Yeah. So, you know, I presume that you open up a, a game board and then the whole purpose of the game is kind of like life and you're chasing mm-hmm. down the man. Yeah. It's um, like a mystery date kind of situation. Yeah. But also, I, the longest manhunt in North American history, it's known for that. But aren't there longer manhunts or is a manhunt classified as actually people on foot chasing you? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. With basset hounds. There's probably basset hounds Yeah, involved. there's probably some dogs involved, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, well, there's definitely some dogs. I'll, I'll talk about those dogs. But... They're probably basset hounds. <laughs> they have those ears to kick at the smell. Um, so that, that's what it's for. That, they, their ears are long and droopy because it cones in the smell Kevin, so they can smell where they're going. Kevin, do you think dogs smell with their ears? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can prove me wrong. All right. All right. So the story I'm going to tell starts on July 9th, 1931 in Canada. A strange traveler showed up with a backpack and some weapons in a small town called Fort McPherson. Whoa, that's a good name. Yeah, very, uh, 
a small town. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. Okay, so this man was 35, stocky, muscular, and he had icy blue eyes. I'd hunt him. It's <laughs> the kind you like to kiss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, a like lot a of people. Did. Someone must have sprayed him with axe body spray because he definitely gets yeah. hunted. <laughs> In the northwestern territories of Canada, it's tradition to make strangers feel welcome, though. So the local Mounties and the townsfolk and the Kutchin natives still adhere to that policy to this day. Are the concerns so, like the, are they like the indigenous people of that area? You got it. Okay. Yeah. But likewise, out of concern of the man and for the man, a Mountie named Edgar Millen uh, walks up and he asks the man who he is and if he's prepared for survival in the area. That's a cool thing to come up to somebody and ask. Yeah, dude, that's insane. That Are I you would... prepared for survival? <laughs> so, that definitely sounds like a threat, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, imagine this. this. You have a stranger that comes up. They're, they're 200 miles from the Arctic Circle, so they're like out in balls cold, nothing world. And oh, okay. <laughs> you just see a stranger. Like No one knows who this guy is. They're like, oh, dude, are you sure you're going to be good? It's, it's in the summertime right now. But, I mean, if you plan on staying for a while, it's going to get very, very cold and very, very hard to survive if you're inexperienced. Joey, do you remember uh, one time you and I were walking? It was pretty late at night, maybe like one or two in the morning. And we're walking by the park down the street from the house we used to live in. And um, a guy just stopped us and, and told us that we should we should try to get home because there's a drug war going on. Yeah. Yeah. But so that and the car that pulled up was like a, a really yeah, fancy, fancy, fast car, car too. pulled up and was talking to him. Yeah. yeah. He didn't even make eye contact. He just walked by. He's like, you guys are going to want to get out of here. There's a drug war going on. Yeah. It was very was weird. He must have been like an undercover cop or something. Maybe. Or, or just a crazy, uh, crazy man. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, as as everyone can hear, easy to see, we must have won the war because neither of us got hurt. Now we're, now we're drug kings. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the war um, against drugs. Yeah. And, and we won. Yeah. Yeah. We both had our dare shirts on. <laughs> So, like I said, they're, they're 200 miles from the Arctic Circle, so it's super cold. The Mountie just wanted to make sure that he was going to be okay. At that point, and from there on out, the locals would speculate who this man was and still continue to to this day. All I can give you, the information I can give you is he had a load of cash. So he had $2,400 on him and gold fillings in his teeth. And so I put that into an inflation calculator, <laughs> and that's the same as carrying around 40,000 clams in your pocket. Holy shit. That's a lot of clams. Also, yeah, and some more mouth clams because he had gold <laughs> teeth. It's probably pretty expensive to get pants that yeah, can hold that uh-huh. many clams. Yeah. They must have just been really, yep. really big. Some jinkos. Like, like Zutsu yeah. pants. Yeah. Or jinkos. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of funny because people kind of speculate that he might be a criminal from New York, but he also might have had a Scandinavian accent. So huh. that can go either way. Yeah, <laughs> go very, be, very, yeah. very wide, wide berth <laughs> on this uh, speculation. So a few more notes before we get into the beef of everything. Cool thing about the Kuchin people, they believe that when you die in the afterlife, flowers sing to you. I, I like that. <laughs> Does that mean like in, so heaven is a world like ours, but in, in heaven, flowers sing? Yeah. That's neat. So it's kind of like when you play Mario on Wii and the, the, the things all dance around when the yeah. music's playing. So I like to think that. And, and like Alice in Wonderland, the Disney Alice in Wonderland, the flowers sing to her. Remember that? I don't remember that oh. movie. <laughs> we'll uh, if they make it a game, I'd I play it if it was a game. <laughs> One more thing, too. Uh, I want to make this digestible, so I'm not going to be using too many names. But I do want to point out that the cop, Edgar Millen, uh, his nickname was Buns. Oh, no way. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best nickname. <laughs> Edgar Buns Millen. <laughs> do you think he embraced it and, and, and really liked that? Or do you think he was bummed out that he finally he made it through... Mountie Academy, and now he's a, you know he's an official police officer, 
and they name him Buns. Well, he's probably bunned out. <laughs> he's probably what? <laughs> bunned out? He, yes, if he was bummed out. <laughs> Wait, a bum and a bun. It's all the same thing, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, it is. Either way, both both, both good nicknames. Do you think he just had like long hair and he only had one style? Yeah, I just man bun oh, all the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. He was a pioneer of style, so yep. it makes sense. All right, so we're going to get into it now. Okay. So it's it's Christmas, all right? It's hey. Christmas. Um, and you're alone on Christmas. Let's pretend this is you. You're in your house. It's, it's snowing outside. Yeah. Perfect. Hey, there's carolers at the door. Oh, God. Well, there's, oh, no. there's, there's someone at the door. But you should be, you should be alone on this Christmas. What, what do you think you'd be doing? Uh, what, uh, what, what would I be doing? Yeah. I'd be roasting a chestnut. That's good. If we're alone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Caroling. <laughs> on, a, on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> You're just caroling in the dark. <laughs> uh, I personally would be setting up um, like a Michael Jordan cardboard cutout on a train. Yeah. We tying up some paint cans and sh- on strings on oh, the stairs. Yeah, just in case. Uh huh. Because cause what if someone came in and tried to try to raid my house or hurt me? Yeah. I'm, I'm alone. I'm alone on Christmas. And that's kind of what happens here. In, in the other person's perspective, kind of. <laughs> so, two members of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, which people call the Mounties or the Force, they were alerted to a suspicious character that was allegedly taking animals that were trapped by native Canadian tribes. So, the tribes uh, also reported that when they confronted the man, he said that they needed to leave because this was his country now. And so, while Mounties are actually federal-level police, this level of crime is considered to be something that you would literally talk over with T. So, at worst, he didn't have a trapping license and he could just apologize for raiding other folks' traps. But at this point, the police are being escorted by tribe members, uh, not necessarily to confront him, but rather just ask him if it was indeed him that's been raiding the traps, and if he could just be cool and stop raiding the traps. When you say it's the kind of crime you would talk over with T, it's just so mm-hmm. insignificant that nobody would, would really get in trouble for it? Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Like I guess in Canada, they're just super chill about stuff. It's huh. like, look, we might have a disagreement, but let's just figure we'll just it talk out. talk it out. I like that. Yeah, that's yeah. so that's pretty cool. shitty thing to do, though. Just go around and take people's successes. Yeah, and yeah. Say, it's, say it's because it's your country now. That's pretty rough. Yeah. And I guess at that time, there were there was a, a, a noteworthy amount of immigrants that were coming in and, and kind of living in that area. So, you know, there's probably a, a limited supply of food and whatnot anyway. But, you know, he's a stranger and he's sneaking by and taking other people's stuff and he doesn't have a license for trapping. So, of course, they want to go take care of it. Hey, can I ask what so year they, this is? 1931. 1931. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, Mounties are federal employees. Are you talking about that being... Because I'm trying to picture this in, in, you know, translatable terms to what I'm familiar Mm -hmm. with. Is that going to be like a police officer or is that going to be like an FBI agent? Because I really want one of those to be true. (laughs) Um, I'm just going to call them cops to make it easy. But I mean, I guess at this point, because it's 1931, I don't know. This is some real X-Files. They're Mounties. They they ride on... (laughs) But except for they have like those big red suits on and they ride on a horse. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So just like (laughs) X-Files. Okay. Um, All right. So... Moldy. uh, (laughs) Skulder. (laughs) They mosey through some extensive woods uh, and snow up to this hand-built shack, which is actually really impressive. 
and they knock on the door. But there's nothing. There's no response. Just a potato sack being placed over the window so he oh, can hide. Very smooth. <laughs> Nobody's going to notice that. <laughs> yeah, so they turn around and they head back to get a warrant uh, and get some more officers so that, um, you know, they can actually go in and, and talk to the man. Uh, and so they do. And it's only a couple days, you know, they they head back. There's a few more officers and, and some people there to back them up. And one of the officers walks up to the door, goes to knock on the door, and crack, buckshot through the gut. Oh, shit. Whoever this man bun, is. Was, it? was that Buns? It, it wasn't buns. It wasn't, it, it wasn't buns, oh, and oh, remember, I, had a, I had a triple check because I thought it was him. Yeah. It's not. So oh. does, um, it, does it kill him? Well, so he gets shot, and they immediately grab him, and they try to they try to retreat as the man's shooting at them, and so the other police are able to grab the injured officer and get him on a dog sled, and then they take a twenty hour ride back, and he's actually stabilized. He's wow. fine. But so dogs this are the man, real hero in the story. Yeah, there's there's plenty of dogs in this story too, so it's great. So this man, rather than having tea, instead just shoots a cop. Jeez, <laughs> yeah, he's a but, real he's a real uh, bad boy. He is the bad boy of, of summer. <laughs> Although actually, this is winter now. He's the bad boy of winter because this is Christmas. Now shit's gonna get real. Uh, if this man was in fact, uh, you know, as as the speculation was going, an American gangster, it would make sense that he would think the police confrontation would be end of the line. But that's the fatal misunderstanding between gunshots and cups of tea that would end up with nine members of the police force coming after him two weeks later. 51, if you count the dogs. <laughs> Whoa, uh, that's what? a lot of dogs. Yeah, because they have to sled to get to him, so they just uh, have, like, hella dogs. That's cool. Uh, and I like to think that some of them are specialty dogs. So, like, there's probably uh, the big boots. guy. Yeah, there's a, ki- there's a kissing pooch. and there's it's also- lonely out there in, in, the, in the Arctic. Yeah, it does. It, I... Believe me, I know. Okay. <laughs> and there's also a guy, there's probably a dog that has a little barrel, a little mm-hmm. little barrel on yep. his chest. Yes, absolutely. I mean, he's there to like give the guys uh, like sips of rum. But what if they get hungry? Yeah. Is there is there a lunch dog? Yeah, yeah, of course. So there's another dog exactly the same as that one. It's actually his wife. Um, Charlene is the name of the dog. And she also has a barrel inside. It's just lots of Cheez-Its and sandwiches. <laughs> I also like the idea of a, of a dog with just a Ziploc bag tied around their collar and just a sandwich in it. <laughs> See, I was picturing like one of those Disneyland drumsticks. Oh, God. Just, oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, okay. Turkey, turkey legs. Right? You can make like, legs? a life vest of a bunch of sandwiches and bags and just tape them, duct tape them all around the dog. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. You got to capitalize on how much room you have. Mm-hmm. How much dog space is what I call it. <laughs> so they show up two weeks later. In that two weeks, I'd like to think that he Minecrafted his cabin to be more of a fort. But realistically, <laughs> when he built it, it seems as if he probably planned ahead. Uh, it's eight by ten feet, with one side aiming toward Rat River and the other three in view of the wilds. The cabin itself had hidden vantage points all around, so he could shoot from a protected spot on all sides. So it's nightfall, and the squad pulls up, and they just start opening fire on the cabin. It's literally a barrage of bullets for nine to fifteen hours, uh, depending on the different accounts that there are or on on the stone line. And he's shooting and can, back at them, right? He's he's shooting back like crazy, and he's doing well. Um, and you can pepper in some uh, break-in attempts and 40 pounds of dynamite being lit and thrown at what? the house. How does that not so, blow up his cabin? Because he's just a, he's crazy. Huh. So on one of the accounts I saw, it listed that there was like horizontal beams and like two sets of walls. Like the walls themselves were like Ooh. double lined with wood to keep the thing super stable. But I don't know how they can account for that because as we'll find out in a second, 
he takes it all down and it disappears. Huh. The the cop probably the guy Larry I think his name was. <laughs> yeah. Probably, he's he's no good with his arm. Yeah, he's got yeah. a weak arm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. They just kept throwing it at each other. <laughs> they just didn't light it. No, but actually, they're, so they're lighting like a hella amounts of dynamite, and the cabin's on fire, but still standing. But they think the man's like surely dead at this point. So the police kind of get out of the cover and they head in. But the trapper, who we're going to call Albert Johnson temporarily, is unharmed. His castle is sturdy and it's apparently dynamite proof. And his will is strong and dynamite proof. (laughs) He opens fires on the cops as they're walking and they have to retreat. So hypothermia is setting in. It's in the AM. They're running out of ammo and food. And as they're trying to run away from him, they just hear some old-timey villain-style maniacal laughter. Oh, shit. And that was his, his plan, plan all along. Yeah. And it worked. He's, old Albie, he's, he's he succeeded. Hey, he's yeah. not getting hypothermia. No, not at all. He's, he's, yeah, he's double. He's double, double down. I knew that's what I wanted. I wanted this house to be on fire. I yeah. built five houses inside this house. <laughs> it's concentric houses, just smart building. But yeah, so he succeeded in fighting off the entire force, at least the, the officers that came. It's a week later, and one of the cops that was in the initial duo is now on a solo mission to go check it out and go make a, a very not smart, in my opinion, trip up to Albert's cabin. What's his plan? Is he just going to try to sneak in? He's probably just very fast. Yeah. So let's take a break for a second. I'm going to come clean. This is kind of not exactly a spoiler, but Albert Johnson isn't his real name. That's what the, the name they gave to uh, the Mad Trapper. That's the name that he initially told the first Mountie that was his name. Uh, But there's also other accounts of him potentially being three different people. And no one actually knows to this date who he is. So uh, I decided maybe you guys wanted to pick a new name for him. Yeah. I've always liked the name Kevin. (laughs) Yeah. I always thought it was a a fitting uh, criminal name. Yeah. 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 Um, But that that might get a little confusing, huh? Um, what if we call him, what if we give him a second, like a last name, like a bad guy last name? Like what? Like something said, it sounds kind of like, like Italian mobstery or something. Oh, okay. Like, how about like a, (laughs) 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 we'll call him Kevin (laughs) like that. Yeah. (laughs) Don't put my real name out there. Oh, that's true. Yeah. We'll cut that out. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, Okay. Let's pick it. Let's pick it. It's a good joke. (laughs) Um, how about um, a, a name? Um, stink master. (laughs) <laughs> what? Kevin Stinkmaster. <laughs> no, that's not very good. Kevin, you pick it up. You, you, um, you guys have the same name, so you, I want you to pick out a last name that you think would be good if you had a, a, a counter Kevin, a villain Kevin. Seymour C- 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 Hoffman. <laughs> Kevin Seymour Hoffman? Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Kevin Seymour Hoffman it is. Uh, I, I mean, I would like to go with like, if that's too long, I'd like to go with like, like a Bob's and Doug nut kind of feel. Oh, Bob's and Doug I mean, nut is the best. Bob's and Doug. <laughs> Roger, should you explain what Bob's and Doug nut is? <laughs> there was a, I believe it was a baseball game, right? Uh, a mm-hmm. Nintendo baseball game that was released in the 1980s, maybe early 1990s. And <laughs> it's a Japanese game based on American baseball. So in the game, they made a roster of American baseball player names, but they just took their best shot at what they thought American names sounded like. Should I pull up a list and give you give you a couple yeah, of them? Yeah, there's you know a bunch of really is, good I ones. I feel like I have it like on standby. Yeah. Let me see if I... Yeah. Um, I, I know I had it on my phone the other day. Yeah, uh, I want to hear them again. 
They were so good. Okay, here I got it. Uh, you got want it? a couple? Uh, Sleeve McDykel. Glen Allen Mixon. Bobson Dugnut, which is the best mm-hmm. one. Um, yeah. <laughs> Todd Bonzalez. <laughs> Uh, they're so good. If you just search NES baseball they're names, almost, they're yeah. so good. They're, they're a laugh riot. Uh-huh. So just go go back and check those out. Bobs and Dugnut. Let's lock into that. Yeah. 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 Okay. So so our new guy. We're gonna call him Bobs and Dugnut from now on. So side note: a lot of folks uh, thought this is also the a guy named Johnny Johnson. No, it's a terrible name. That's a clearly yeah. a fake name. But uh, I don't think it looks like the, the autopsy pictures. It doesn't look like the same guy personally. However, there is a guy whose name is Johnny Johnson that was born in 1978 and does look like the guy in the autopsy. So we oh, might have weird. some sort of like negative Nancy quantum leap situation. Yeah, this is a quantum leap situation. Okay, so the cop shows up on the scene where the cabin should be, but it's gone. There's no trace. The guy huh. took it down and fled. His, his like, fortress cabin? Mm-hmm. So as easy it was for him to build it, apparently it was also easy for him to take it down and hide most of it. Wow. I don't know. I think it's kind of weird. It's all such a, a lot of work if you're just going to leave anyway. Yeah. Uh, I mean, last time we saw this thing, it was on fire. <laughs> That's true. So, so you think that maybe he just let it stay on fire and just yeah. the ashes left behind? Yeah. Huh? I don't know. It'd be, like, ruins of it, I'd imagine. Yeah. Isn't it snowing? It's winter? Oh, that's true. Maybe he got oh, buried. Okay, it's good. Let's get down to the bottom of this. Yeah. yeah. I bet you the cop just went to the wrong place and lied about it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe yeah. like he was it's like gone. was it shirking his daily duties and flirting with some some uh-huh. troublesome lady. Yeah. Lady of the snow. Yeah. <laughs> um, or maybe the guy's just a superhuman carpenter. Yeah. He's just a, and and he was and does want uh, the regular people to find out about his alien building techniques. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, the hunt is on now. Uh, we've got an entire fleet of over 40 people ready to head north and find this wacky warrior. <laughs> the Mounties even recruited some aboriginal trackers to help them find the guy. Cool. So the temperatures are negative 76. Uh, it's bones ass cold outside, uh, and they're not getting anywhere. So um, they're not sure what to do. But it's at that moment where they're going to quit that the trackers get a lead. And uh, in the last two weeks, Bobson Dugnut has hiked 50 miles north. With just snowshoes and his gear on his back. So, what is what is he eating? Do you think he's just catching animals along the way? He's catching them on the way as he's also like trekking crazy fast. Man, a lot of the story that I'm, I'm giving you right now, there's like three different big sources that I found that all kind of they tell the same story, but they have a couple little different different details. One of them is an actual documentary, um, and so I want to give credit where it's doing such. But also in that documentary, there's a forensic pathologist that mathed out how much skill, perseverance, and food the dude would need to do this. So how many calories a day do you think this guy would need to eat because he's burning so much? So the standard is 2,500 for, for like an adult man, I think. Mm-hmm. So, But just remember that it's negative 76. He's hiking with gear on his back. He's yeah. also trapping food and outrunning police with dog sleds. Uh, I'm going to go with 4,500 calories. Yeah, I was going to go with a solid five. 5,000? He, he needs over 10,000 calories to keep oh, up at this what? pace. Holy shit. <laughs> how yeah. could he catch that many animals? He's, he's a just, trap stealer. He's, I mean, a, he's a gnarly man. I how guess many, how the, many beavers do you have to eat to get ten thousand calories? It's probably well, the insane, tail right? itself has at least two thousand. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a lot tail? in that beaver. I imagine yeah. eating a beaver tail is like eating a waffle, right? Yeah, 
Oh, I was thinking like, what's funny is in my head, I was thinking it just tastes like bark. And I was like, oh, that's probably pretty good. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I don't, also, I don't, bark sounds pretty good to you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's strange. <laughs> no, I know. That's what, you know, but I mean, I bet you different types of bark taste good. <laughs> well, they have like maple syrup bark, right? Can I have that? I mean, maple syrup, I think, is like the blood of the tree. So Yeah, but it gets on the bark. Yeah. All right, well, whatever. Uh, more, more bark for me. <laughs> you know the guy that came up to him? I was asking, are you ready for survival? Feels a little foolish right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> the guy just smirks at him. <laughs> As he's like chewing on a, on a beaver waffle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this guy was, he was exerting as much effort as literally a full marathon plus every day. For two weeks? Um, yeah, dude, it, it's, it's long. It's, it's a very long journey. Yeah, for, for at least two weeks so far. Um, so... Let's go back to the documentary for a second. The man's still a mystery. No one knows who he is uh, still. But the goal of the film itself was to find out who this man was. So they actually dug him up to study, like, do studies on his nails and teeth and hair and stuff. Hmm. And it turns out not only is this guy superhuman in terms of his like perseverance and like strength and junk, but he also has some pretty substantial medical issues. He's got a wompy pelvis, which means like his legs are <laughs> disproportionate. Uh, he has one really big foot and he has scoliosis. So if you look at his bones... Um, it, they look they look pretty wild. The the dip is like it's a substantial case of scoliosis. I'm no doctor, but you can tell it looks a little wild. Huh. And then also he has back, hip, and leg issues. Within the last five years, he had a broken toe, a fracture in his hip, which comes out to be he has issues on his hands, like broken bones on his hands, broken bones on his feet that are partially healed. So some of these problems would increase the pain, and as such, he just had hella pain pills on hand and was eating them like pez. Oh really? So. Yeah, and that's not to discredit, like, I don't want to discredit his, like, inhuman hiking abilities, but I think that's, like, kind of, we should celebrate them, because despite, like, a a limp in constant pain, this guy was running daily marathons while living off the land. Yeah. So, yeah, so he's pretty nuts. And I think Um, think what you can do if if you don't accept no for an answer. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's an inspiring story. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. This guy's a real hero. I remember last time I went to, like, to to the donut shop, and they said, this donut costs... One dollar, and I said, "It's fifty cents." <laughs> and then you and hiked for three days. I, just, I would, yeah, I just started screaming and running all up the mountains. <laughs> I, I, this is not going anywhere. That's just what that's just what I do for fun. <laughs> uh, scream hiking, scream hike. Yeah. It's a half a year later. It's February 7th, 1932. The cops have caught up to him. The trapper sees them coming, and he actually tries to climb up an icy bank to get away, but it's not going to work. So to make it more fun, let's talk about Constable Buns Millen. So he's with his crew now. You know, his buddy was shot by this superhuman villain. So now Buns Millen is face-to-face with the killer, and a shot rings out. Oh, shit. Who do you think I hit? Oh, is it Buns? No, it's... Is it, is it Buns? Buns. He's oh, out. Is he done? One oh, shot. Oh, it's no. one shot. Despite there being a whole crew with him and the guy trying to climb up an icy cliff, he just like 360 no-scopes the guy and he oh, kills him. Oh, no. Buns. Yeah. Did he- but as he kills him, he just starts laughing. <laughs> Bob, Bob's and Dugnut starts laughing or Buns yeah, starts Bob, laughing? Bob's oh, and Dugnut. Yeah, no, I hate Bob's. No, so fuck Bob's. No, Buns is dead. Bobson's yeah. laughing. Um, I mean, I guess I mean, probably probably Buns is laughing in the afterlife, and all the flowers are singing with him. Yeah. In anticipation, because he gets away again, they actually send uh, like 
cops up north to like the two main travelable paths that lead to the northern Yukon. And this guy just says, screw it, sees them, and just tries to start scaling these icy cliffs that are like currently considered to be impossible to get up. Huh. This guy has no gear or There's adequate no food. Yeah. Yeah. And two blizzards hit him. But <laughs> he's a monster of a man. And aside from all this, they went to DQ. Yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> They, they, they got that tasty flavor going. I mean, that's probably the best way to get 10,000 calories a day, right? Absolutely. I yeah. bet you. I mean, even if it was cold, I bet you he would love to have one of those. <laughs> you can diffuse any situation with a food mm-hmm. fight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's better than eating beaver tail and bark all day. Anyway, the mountain range that he's going to try to scale, it's called the, the Richardson Mountains, but I decided because we're already going to change some names, I think I'm going to officially change them right now. Yeah. To the J. Richardson the Mountains. The J. Richardson Mountain Range. That has a nice yeah. ring to it. Yeah. And uh, and and that's because Jay's my good friend and I love him a lot. <laughs> hi, Jay. Hi, hi, Jay. So it's February 17th now. It's 10 days later. We're on Eagle River. Uh, one of the pursuing posse members happens to see the trapper uh, as he like, you know, says like, oh my God, he's right there. He immediately gets shot as well. <laughs> Dang. Uh, but he shoots back <laughs> and snags the trapper's hip. So Bobson actually... Uh, it hits Bobson's ammo bag and blows it up. No so now, way. Yeah, so it explodes. What is this champion's <laughs> yeah. name? Yeah, we need a Who's name this for this, the sharpshooter. His name is Speedy Tomahawk. <laughs> Pleasure to meet you. I'll get hit, and I'm going to tag him right back. That's a perfect name. <laughs> Thanks. Man, yeah, what a he hero. Is. He's a great, um, great shot. So when it blows up his bag, does it hurt him, or is it, he just, he's yes. just out of ammo? So he, he hurts him, but no, he's... This guy never had ammo. I don't know where he's getting it from, frankly. <laughs> probably making uh, it. No, it blows up on his on his leg, and so he's got kind of like kind of a, a jacked up leg think, now. Or I guess it's like his hip, making, hip leg making combo. more ammo out of like an acorn. He like hollows out an acorn. I, absolutely, <laughs> I, I truly do. I don't know where this guy's pulling it inside from. Inside an acorn and <laughs> <laughs> and let it ride. <laughs> That's the Bobson <laughs> Dugnut way. Okay. <laughs> So he, he, he takes that, you know, he, he hits the floor. He's behind like a little bit of a, like a, a snag, like a little bit like lip of, of um, snow. And on the other side, all the shots are now ringing out from all the tr- uh, the, uh, the cops. They're all shooting at him. And uh, and they're exchanging hit for hit. There's, you know, lasts for a little while. And in this time, the trapper takes at least eight shots. Whoa. And he's still fucking rocking it. He's just trying to pick off the, the cops as he's going for it. Uh, and then one particularly sneaky fella sneaks behind him during all of this, and he shoots him from behind into his left butt cheek. But he's he's hunkered down; he's kind of like laying. So as he's laying down, this butt shot <laughs> goes through his butt into his guts. Oh no! And it drives all the cowboys nuts. <laughs> <laughs> the gunshot to the butt it killed the trapper. What? Do you think? Do you think that? Do you think that cop right before he shot him in the butt just yelled like, "This is for buns," and then then shot him in the buns on purpose? Yeah. I'll show you. I'll show you buns. Yeah, versus up yours. So yeah, so the gunshot up the butt is the one that kills him, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's it's fifty days and ninety miles from the starting location. Um, so as as he dies, if you even look at the pictures now, his his dead body is smiling. Whoa. It's just weird. I, I've, I've heard um, that, actually that getting shot through the butt is the worst way to go because the bullet enters into like the, the meaty part of your, of your butt cheek. There's like a lot of fat there, you know? So travels, 
through the fat and it hits uh, it hits milk and then and then it hits milk and then it hits milk again and then it, it'll hit your lemonade and they'll go around the corner and then right uh, right into where your fudge is made yeah <laughs> yeah he's gonna, he's, gonna, he's gonna need a cootie shot <laughs> Yeah. There's probably an Independence Day joke in there too, probably, right? <laughs> yeah, the up yours mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. Um, do you, well, Kevin, you're the, you're the master. Do you have something you want to throw in there for us? I have a master of what? Master of the Independence Day <laughs> jokes. You're a pro. That's why, that's why you're on this podcast. Maybe he just gave that speech. Yeah, he's, he's sitting behind him giving the president's <laughs> yeah. speech. Yeah. Uh, for everyone listening. <laughs> that's why he's smiling because it's a really good speech. Yeah. Kevin, don't you cry when you hear that speech? And not the speech. I I cry over the up yours part. Oh, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> it's just that you'll just show when the old pilot someday. sacrifices himself to save the day. It makes you cry. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's making him yeah. something mm-hmm. of himself. You know, he was like a drunk, and nobody yeah. believed him. Now he's a hero. He saves the world. Stuff. Yeah. Saving grace yep. of the world. Yeah, and those are his kids, right? He's like he's showing his kids that, or maybe they're like his grandkids or his nephews yeah. or something. Yeah, kids. Yeah. I think. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So every, anyone can be somebody. Mm-hmm. The lessons learned here from Bob's and Dugnut or from the guy from Independence Day. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, there's another account that says that he took 17 shots, wow. not uh, not nine. Um, but I don't know if that's true. I can't imagine someone can take 17 yeah. shots. Um, uh, but yeah, no one ever claimed the body. People came to see, but in true Johnny Tightlips fashion, <laughs> they didn't say nothing. <laughs> and, 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 and you know what they say? They say, hey, tell the cops. He said, tell them to suck a lemon. <laughs> What's that from? <laughs> That's from The Simpsons. <laughs> That's from The Simpsons. I like that. That's my favorite part. Of The Simpsons? Yeah, my favorite part of the, of the entire <laughs> series. Actually, I don't like the rest of the series at all. I just like that one line. I'm playing it. That's also a lie. That's crazy. So so they never figured out who he was or what he was doing up there. Why? No. If he was a gangster, do you think he just went up there to get away from, like, to, was he on the run from the law in the U.S., you think? Yes. that's a, That was the one of the leading uh, proposed ideas. But it also seems... That he could very well be from Nova Scotia, and it could be some criminal from Nova Scotia, I guess. Huh. I mean, in the 1930s, it's probably easy to disappear, you know? Nobody's going to yeah. be able to, like, nobody's going to know what you look like if you move across the country. It just seems bizarre to me that a gangster from Chicago is what they, what they were saying that they think he's from. How would you know how to trap oh, beavers all that's day? that's a very good point. If you're from Chicago, you don't have, like, wilderness survival skills. No. So, yeah. I mean, he's, like, spend that first six months reading books about how to trap and... <laughs> eat pain pills and run a marathon every day. Mm-hmm. It seems crazy yeah. to me. Also in that, also in that documentary, they show a 3d replica, they like rebuild his face, you know what it would look like. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because the technology is not very good. <laughs> and it looks like an episode of reboot. <laughs> See blue. <laughs> <laughs> just took a screenshot of reboot. And no one would... <laughs> um, Man, this show is yeah. the worst. It's yeah. kind of, um, it's also I like the story because if he hadn't been a jerk when the Mounties first came to his cabin, he would have been scot free. He yeah. would have lived a happy life. Yeah, it's a that's a good message. Just don't don't assume that everyone's out to get you just because you're a criminal on the run. Right, you still be nice to people. I mean, also he's a a happy is a relative term, and he never stopped smiling. So maybe this was that's his true. happy life. That's he, true. Maybe this is the life he wants to live to, to, to lead. Grand Theft Auto didn't exist back then, so he was trying to find yeah. his own Grand Theft Auto within. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have a yeah. theory. Mm-hmm. I think with his house being on fire and the maniacal laughter and the constant smiling and just a guy looking to, to seed chaos, I think he might be the devil on vacation. Totally. Oh. Yeah, I like that. 
I think he's just trying and, to have a good time. That makes sense too, because if he's gonna if he has if he's gonna use his vacation days, he's not gonna go somewhere warm and tropical because no. he's he's in a hot Ooh. place all the time. Yeah. He's gonna yeah. go somewhere cold like the Yukon. But then also, it makes sense that he knew how to survive there because isn't there another thing in Dante's Inferno where like the bottom rung mm-hmm. is icy and frozen? Yeah, I yeah. think in in the like the the classical biblical image of hell. Uh, Satan is half frozen in a lake. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah. I think he's blue. He's not red. Mm-hmm. And he's sad. Go, he's not embarrassed. <laughs> if you go, I think if you go to purgatory, the exit to purgatory is through his buns. Actually. Is that true? The other side, uh-huh. The other side of the frozen lake is just his butt sticking out into purgatory. I'm pretty sure. So then, okay. So it all comes together. that means then, and then from purgatory, you can get into heaven though, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. So what is that exactly? Is some sort of shoots and ladder situation? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Google Satan's buns right now and see okay. what comes up. Yeah. It's a picture I'm afraid of Bob's I'm, and I don't think I'm going to go to, I don't think I'm going to go to heaven, guys. How come? Uh, I guess Why? I mean, maybe I, that confirms it. No one cares. <laughs> 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 All right. No, no, I just don't think I am. And I'm, really? you don't think, you don't think you've lived a virtuous life? No, I don't at all. Um, you, you're nice to everyone. Yeah, but I think this way too. I killed a lot of ants when I was a kid, and and like bugs. And I feel then like nobody's going to heaven. Yeah, you know, if that's if that's the measure. But I mean, then that's a, a life pretty, is a life. I'm currently in a in a war. Don't ants. kill them. I'm killing all of them. Don't do it. Wait, are you in an ant war too, Kev? Because yeah. I am also. They're nuts. Oh my They're God. everywhere They're nuts. for no reason. Yeah. No. We don't even have food. So we just moved into this house and we don't have any food in here really at all. We didn't even have a fridge until last week. And there's just constant thick trails of ants um, just going through the house. Every time uh, if a spider dies in the house, there's an instant line of ants just carrying that spider away, which is kind of cool because they clean, they clean the house for me. But <laughs> I, swear, I leave spiders around because they take care of all the flying bugs for me. Yeah. Yeah, I like spiders. I'll take spiders all day, but those ants are always up in your business. And there's so many ants all the time that I just have ants on me a lot. Yeah. And even like when I'm not in the house. So the other day I went to um I went to Buffalo Wild Wings with my friend Brian and Kanita and my girlfriend Laura. And when we got there, uh I put my hand down on the table and there was ants on the table after that. Oh, men in black. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, totally. You're very Edgar like of you. King. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Pretty gnarly. Did uh did Brian suggests that you put your hands on your head. I like this. <laughs> yeah. And I said, I'll put my hands on my head like this. Nice. Is that what he says? Yeah. I don't know what that yeah. quote is. I just no, did my perfect. best. Sugar. Water. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> That's the story of the uh, Mad it's Trapper. Really cool. of yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah. The Mad Trapper is such a cool, uh, such a cool like moniker, and also Rat River yeah. is really cool. Yeah, do you have a mental uh, everything image? about this story? Just sounds like a movie. Yeah, Roger, do you have and a mental image of this guy? Of of him? Yeah, yeah for sure. What, yeah. what do you have I going mean, on there? Uh, in my head, he's just kind of the classic trapper look. So he's wearing a lot of pelts. He's probably got like a um, like a fur hat, you know, big gnarly beard with sticks and leaves sticking out of it. Mm. Uh, yeah, and just just those cold blue eyes that look right through you. Uh, specifically, black hair, black beard to me uh-huh. for some reason. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, can I tell you what he actually looks like? Yeah, this uh, I got a screenshot right here. He's exactly the guy from Reboot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, well, that's pretty much it. Unless you guys want to ask any questions or anything, it was just so concise. Yeah, it's great. I think you did a perfect job. All my questions are answered. I just figured if I was him, what would I do? 
Oh yeah. And so it made it really easy to write this. And then when, after mm-hmm. I wrote that, I went and researched it and it was exactly what he did. <laughs> how, how long do you think you guys would survive in that situation? You're on the run from the law. Mm-hmm. You're up in, in, in like those snowy wilderness in the, in the Yukon. Yeah. How long do you think it lasts? Oh God. Um, running from the police, I don't think very good at all. Uh, yeah, running from kind of a predator, even shorter. Yeah, Predator, shorter uh, for sure. If, Are you talking like from the movie The Predator? Yeah, the the documentary. Are you running from the <laughs> film? Yeah. Yeah, I'm running from a copy of, on VHS of the original Predator <laughs> that grew legs somehow. Um, no, if, if it wasn't – if I wasn't being chased, I bet you I could do okay. <laughs> you know, I'm an Eagle Scout and all that. It is true. You are an Eagle Scout. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it's just so cold. I don't know if I could face that temperature. I, I've never been mm-hmm. to anywhere that cold before. Yeah. Do you guys have a plan for if something goes wrong and you have to run from the cops? Not from running from the cops. No. Uh, but if there's uh, aliens or if there's zombies, I have ideas of where I'm going to go. Yeah. Yeah. You have like a, a, a plan at the ready in case of yeah. an apocalypse. Apocalypse plan is so I can meet up with my family in case we get split up. There's a town in the bottom of Idaho and we're going to go find each other there. And along the Your way, family's going to slow you down, man. No, because they're going to be there. We're all going separately because we probably got split up during all those commotion. Yeah. So the idea is that we're all going to meet there because there's no one there really. And you're a lone wolf though. I am a lone wolf. Know? Uh, I'm, I'm good with being lone wolf, but also if there was ever anything that was even more substantial, I'm going to go to Kitsault in Canada, six hours north of the border. And it's a town. Oh, it's that's a big empty town, yep, right? It's trapped in the eighties. It was built in like 1984. And I bet you there are so many cool synthesizers that are left in people's attics. <laughs> so it's a whole town that was totally uh, like inhabited mm-hmm. and then immediately they evacuated abandoned it. They had to evacuate it. It was built for some sort of like factory or production town. And for some reason, they had to leave because it, something wasn't up to wasn't up to par. But then a billionaire guy um, found out about it and bought it, and he leaves the power on. You can actually just ask wow. to go. Yeah. So oh, we should go there. That's great. It's just so far north in Canada that I feel like there's no one around. So if there was any issues, you'd be fucked. Yeah. Still, I'll, yeah. I'll roll those dice. That's my dream. That's the only place I want to go. That and kind of Switzerland. <laughs> that rich man though probably just keeps the lights on so that people will come see it, and then he hunts you. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, we have notes now on how to survive a manhunt, so we should be okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we have notes on a manhunt. I don't know what I do with the single man after me. Oh. Like, what if I'm really true. into him? Well, yeah. Then maybe that's your happily ever after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Leave your heart that's open true. to it. Yeah. Well, um, uh, if you guys want to ever send us suggestions like Sheree did, um, you can send us or even look like just even just a low hello email. It's at uh, yeah. story storyholepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also leave comments on our YouTube channel. Uh, it's on xylophone bones, but there's a sub channel that's for specifically storyhole stuff. I think if you search storyhole on YouTube, it'll come up. Yeah. You can also tweet at us storyhole podcast one or follow us on Instagram. Um, and then I check the Instagram daily. So if there's any love there, I, I would love to love you back. That's Storyhole Podcast, you, right? For Instagram? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Storyhole Podcast on Instagram. And if you have a chance and go to iTunes and give us a rating, uh, we would love to see any amount of stars. Mm-hmm. One one or five. Yeah. If you wouldn't mind, uh, if you could tell one friend about us, that'd be pretty cool. We yeah. want to meet yeah. your friends. Yeah. Tell, tell your parents about us. Tell your friends and parents. Tell one, tell one of your parents about us. Hey, the Don't holidays t- are coming up. Why not? <laughs> why not tell a friend? <laughs> yeah that's where this podcast is the perfect christmas that's game. right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Um, and then also uh, go pay a visit to Cherie. Yeah, go get your hair. She's, she's just a she's a real gold medal. And mm-hmm. although although you're kind of a bronze medal, if you visit her, she'll make you look good, and then you'll be a silver medal. Yeah, she'll polish you up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's it. Uh, bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. So as I said, chronic physical pain can affect your mood and personality. And this is extra fun because now I get to point out another guy that has no problem killing that's in constant pain. And that's Darth Vader. Oh, that's true. Little, yeah. little Darth Vader. The pain uh, makes him gonna... stronger. Mm-hmm. So, can I don't we know pivot the guys... story and talk about Darth Vader? <laughs> I just wanted just for a second because it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So did you know that uh, they had other life-sustaining tech and suits at the time uh, during Star Wars? Yeah. And Palpatine... Knew that he was driven by emotion, so he chose to give Anakin an outdated suit that constantly hurt. Yeah, because if you think if you think about General Grievous, who's from mm-hmm. well, a full generation prior to Darth Vader, he mm-hmm. has an incredible suit, and it's like super right. mobile and painless. Yeah, yeah, which is Star ironic given his name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, he also had to change his lightsaber technique because the suit was super heavy and restricted his ability to move. Oh, really? That's why he has like the one-handed maneuver. It's cool. cool. Yeah. What a um, wuss. Uh, I can worse. also give you, I can give you guys some more some more Darth Vader facts if you want them. Yeah, I want to just keep going. You want to keep yeah, going? You yeah. want to hear them? Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, he also had meditation chambers built so he could take off his suit and see if he could teach himself to survive, but he wasn't successful. Hmm. Yeah, pretty crazy. Also, uh, his suit, you know, his voice is like the big like robot uh, James Earl Jones voice. Mm-hmm. That's because there's a voice amplifier in there, but there's also a sonic dampener in case anyone tries to pull like a sound attack on him. That way, it will like it'll like cut it off, so also, that he doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. Oh no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Finish up. That's it. That's it. I remember I'm, hearing that his glove. He had like blaster proof gloves, laser proof gloves, so he could absorb shots into his hands. I think that makes sense, right? Yeah. There's that one scene where I think mm-hmm. it's maybe in Cloud City when they mm-hmm. come in and he's in like the he's in like the boardroom and they yeah, all shoot at him and he just kind of like like puts out his hand and stops the laser blasts. I like that. Like that's a that's a good scene because everybody's like everybody else just like wants to talk in junk. Mm-hmm. But Han Solo just sees him and Shoot just shoots. Him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Totally. <laughs> that's good. I like yeah. that. Uh-huh. I've heard that his belt has like all these different accessories and things <laughs> in it that makes him suitable for any situation. <laughs> for the gems, like any kind of tool at all. <laughs> yeah, he might need a leather man, <laughs> a walk man, <laughs> <laughs> and a talk boy. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's get back to the story. Okay. Sorry, I just got excited because I was last thing with Darth Vader. <laughs>